This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley. We've got a couple of topics for you on the program today. Later in this half hour, we'll spend a few minutes with actor and comedian Cedric Yarborough. You might remember him from the cable show Reno 911. He's currently starring on the ABC sitcom Speechless. The second season premiered this week, and if you missed it, you can catch it on demand. It is a program which gives diversity a whole new meaning. But first, a look at what you can accomplish when you put your heads together. Later this month, there's a super cool meeting coming to Atlanta. It's called Net Impact. Net Impact is a global community of students and professionals who aspire to be the most effective change agents they can be. Now, to find out what that means, in studio with us are Sally Shaw and Riley Keene, a couple of Georgia Tech students who are the young future leaders who joined Net Impact. I don't want to spoil their story for you. I want you to hear it from them. And joining us by phone is Rochelle Robbins. She is the Net Impact Manager of Chapters. Rochelle, let's start with you and talk a little bit about Net Impact. I sort of described it, but why don't you tell us what it is? Definitely. So Net Impact is a growing chapter-based organization of students and professionals that pursue social and environmental impact in their local communities. And they do this through our 325-plus chapter network around the globe. So how do folks get involved? That's a great question. So students or professionals can join our Net Impact chapters either on campus or in their local communities, and they can pursue uh, their local action projects or take part in our national and even global competitions and challenges. So now this national conference that I've mentioned is coming to Atlanta. When and where will you guys be here? Definitely. So we're coming to Atlanta October 26th to 28th, and we'll be at the Georgia World Congress Center, where we'll convene our sponsors, our students, our network, our community professionals, and industry leaders to discuss and solve the world's toughest problems with our interactive workshops, a career expo, and outstanding keynote speaker sessions. So can you give me an example of what one of these world's toughest problems is? Definitely. So through uh, our social and environmental impact change makers, some of our examples include social justice issues, as well as environmental-based issues like farming gardens and urban planning in local communities. And so our students and professionals in a part of our chapter network will go into these communities, talk with local businesses and community professionals, and help them make their business and their community a more vibrant, socially and environmentally friendly place. So what roles do chapters play in the organization? So our chapters are really the heart of our, of our organization. So out of our 100,000 members, the chapters are spread about throughout the world, and they're really the, the change agents on the ground. So without our, without our net impact chapters, you know, it, it's really difficult for us to make change where we do in the numbers we do. Is this the first time you all have come to Atlanta for the conference, or have you guys been here before? I, I think I missed that in my reading. This is the first time we're coming to Atlanta, and we're really excited to be in the South. Also joining us from Oakland is Catherine Muriel. She is the Chief Marketing Officer for Net Impact. And I know there are a number of keynotes that are going to happen during the conference, Catherine, but there was one that you especially wanted to share with our audience. Who are you thinking about? I was thinking about Catherine Finney. She's the Managing Director of Digital Undivided. She's the founder of that organization, and she really is extraordinary. She helps black and Latina women 
who are using innovation and technology as a tool to move forward in society. And she's one of our keynotes um, among many others. So I want to switch now and talk a little bit to, uh, and, and thank you, uh, Rochelle, don't go away, but we want to, int- <laughs> of course, we want to introduce uh, again to the audience, Sally and Riley. You guys are tech students, so appreciate your taking some time out of your, your very busy student days to, to tell us about what you did. So you joined Net Impact, Sally. Why? Um, well, I was involved in Net Impact uh, because of the Toyota uh, Mobility Challenge that I participated last year. It lasted, uh, it, we won the challenge nationwide and we ended up having an internship with Toyota over the summer. And that's been a great experience uh, for me personally. And uh, I am definitely into making changes in the world also. So I'm looking forward to see what the chapters can bring to the Georgia Tech campus. I love your humility. Riley, tell us about this contest that you guys were in and what did you do? And as she said, Sally said, you won nationally. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So we were a part of a, as Rochelle mentioned, one of these contests that Net Impact helps organize. And Toyota was was working with them to try and find mobility solutions for vulnerable demographics. And after we won round after round, they flew us out there for the summer to work on it full time. And we're, so what we're trying to do is improve paratransit. If you're not familiar with paratransit, it is the ADA mandated public transportation for people who can't use, for, for us Atlanta, uh, ATLians, MARTA, or other, other things like that. So we're trying to a paratransit is currently pretty inefficient, not just for, for people in wheelchairs, but for the rest of us, because it costs between 35 to $55 per ride. So it's very expensive for us taxpayers. So we're trying to, one, make it faster for the people that use it and also help them just increase their ridership to make it a little cheaper for the rest of us. So what did you guys do? Did you design something? Did you build something? What did you do that got Toyota to bring you to Toyota headquarters to work on this? So what um, our winning idea is the on-demand um, mobile app. So that's really just a concept stage that got us to win this ca- contest. And over the summer, we were able to really get involved with the local community, uh, do a lot of research for little review and, you know, interview people who have disabilities. And then we have a much better sense about what this concept is going to look like. So we actually produced a report um, of what we find and what we suggest that we could you know, what's, what will be the step, what will be the implementation schedule. So uh, the end of the deliverable is a report, but we've done a lot of research, and then we're firmly believing that this is, could be a very uh, practical project to be uh, carried out in the future. So we're excited about that. So what's the likelihood that somebody's actually going to take this design for this app that you guys have created and put it in a store? So originally it was an app, but now it's it's much bigger than that. So oh. we've, this summer we've been going around... Uh, trying to implement our idea in Dallas. So we've been meeting with a lot of local nonprofits, a lot of the local transit agencies and uh, software developers, all kinds of people to try and really put all the pieces together. And so we presented our final business plan to Toyota just last month. And there's a lot of corporate vetting that has to happen before we figure out what exactly the next steps will be. But So we're still waiting, still in contact with them, excited to hear back. So you guys are pretty smart, I guess. I'm picking up on that. And we go to Georgia Tech. So. <laughs> go Jackets. <laughs> They're a big shout out for their school. And I didn't even tell them that I'm a University of Georgia journalism alum. So how exciting was it for both of you, Sally and Riley, to, to, to take this idea from concept and to continue to work it to the point where you can really see it happening? 
It's been a very inspiring uh, journey for me personally. Um, I'm sure it's also for the team. So because we had this idea for the one uh, one day uh, design challenge uh, hosted by Net Impact, but then afterwards, the it's it's how we got connected to the community and actually talk to the people, understanding their needs. That's a part that's been really touching, and I think. We want to be the messengers that translate what their travel needs are to the rest of the community that does not necessarily recognize uh, their mobility as being, you know, um, not as not as not not as good as the rest of us. And that's an issue that I think it's worth um, mentioning and raising awareness. It's been a big part of you know my journey over the summer and also um, hopefully throughout. And you're going to be on one of the panels at the conference, Sally. Is that correct? Yes, I believe so. Do you, can, do you know what you're going to be talking about? I'm mainly going to talk about my experience with Toyota and just really more on the accessibility for transportation and mobility issues that I would really want to raise awareness for the rest of the population to see how vulnerable and how inconvenient transportation is for the rest of the population that's not, you know, um, just as mobile as everyone. Walking around on two legs, essentially, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Where did you guys, what motivated you to want to tackle this issue? Because it's, it's, it almost sounds like it could be somewhat personal, but it is such a great need. For me, it was a lot of um, design thinking that we did in the first day. Uh, we really put, our sh- put ourselves in the shoes of the people who cannot drive, um, and we did the customer. I mean, we did a journey map, and we really understanding the needs. So that that's that's how I got you know the idea of it. But like Riley's really the one that's helping us to kind of uh, connect it to reality much better. So now career wise, beyond being participants at the conference that's coming up later this month here in Atlanta, having had this incredible idea to make life better for folks who might not always be getting first priority, first thought in our community. How does this work now impact what your career futures will be? Well, I'm in the career um, of user research. Um, now I re- recognize that myself paying much, much more attention in terms of accessibility. Everything we design digitally uh, or non-digitally, it has to be used by the whole population rather than just the population that would take for granted, right? So I, I do recognize my myself reading a lot more literature on how to improve the experience for people who may not have, to, you know, the, the privilege that we all have. Um, that's the career change for me a little bit. Rochelle, tell us a little bit more about what participants at the Net Impact Conference will experience in Atlanta, uh, October 26th through the 28th. Definitely. So participants will be able to experience all of our really cool interactive workshops. And just like Riley and Sally were talking about, Toyota will actually be at the conference this year, and they're going to have a a support mobility robot that students and participants and professionals can get techie with. Uh, And likewise, we're going to have our local sponsors, such as Coca-Cola and Cox Enterprises, where we're actually going to go outside the conference center into the Atlanta community and participate in really fun networking events at uh, the Atlanta uh, um, Sips Under the Sea and the World of Coke. What does it cost here at the, at the, well, we've got about a month to go, but I know you've got rates that are going to be changing pretty soon. How does somebody participate now? How does someone participate later? Definitely. So uh, if 
people, we really want to get everybody to come to the conference as, uh, as soon as possible because our rates are actually increasing after October 1. So with uh, Net Impact's 25th anniversary this year, we have a huge discount in honor of that. And our student cost right now is $125 per student pass. And our professional cost is $275. However, we have many opportunities, especially for students from the Atlanta area, to come to the conference at an even larger discounted rate by participating in some of these awesome programs that Riley and Sally were just talking about. And students that are interested should call Net Impact Central's main office line, and we'll make sure to give them those opportunities. So the folks who are listening to this program, Rochelle, are probably, we've got parents, we've got grandparents, we've got students who might be interested and, and might not be sure that, is this something that is for me? Who is this designed for? Who do you want to see turn out? This this conference is for any student or any professional that is passionate about social and environmental impact and doing something within social and environmental impact as a career. Like Riley and Sally were talking about, being able to participate in these kinds of conferences, these programs, these community events, not only looks good on a resume, but helps them build their network to find people with similar careers to give them the jobs with purpose that they really want to have. So point us to a website where people can go and read more about you. Definitely. So please come and visit netimpact.org. Check out our awesome conference website. And again, anyone is always welcome to call our, our office line, and we'll be sure to talk to you on the phone as well. And I got to tell you, the passion is is very evident here in the studio. I can see it and feel it from from both Sally and from Riley. So we want to say thank you to Sally Shaw, to Riley Keene, these incredibly brilliant Georgia Tech students who are indeed making a difference in our community, especially for people with accessibility issues. Again, the Net Impact Conference brings together about 2,500 student and professional leaders with forward-thinking businesses, nonprofits, entrepreneurs, and academics to address many of the great great social and environmental challenges that currently face our society. And again, the event is coming up October 26th through the 28th. Rochelle, what was that website? One more time. Netimpact.org. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. You loved him as Deputy Jones on the hit cable series Reno 911. Now Cedric Yarborough is back making people laugh again this season on ABC's Speechless. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Condes. Great intro. Wow. I, I hope I live up to that guy. That, sounds, that was fantastic. You are so... I like that guy. I like him, too. Your eyes are so expressive. I just love you in this role. How did you, um, how'd you get this gig? This was, um, this was what, what actors deal with uh, called the, uh, the pilot season, where all of us vie for these roles uh, that, that um, the writers have created for each and uh, every network, and uh, I went in like everyone else did, and I really, really wanted this role um, because, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's one that really spoke to me. I thought this show had a certain uh, light to it. It had a certain message, and it wasn't like anything else, and um, the role itself wasn't like anything that I had done before, and uh, and I really wanted to do something with network television. A lot of the stuff that I've been doing has been with cable, um, you know, as you, you said before, with Reno 911 and and uh, animated series called The Boondocks that I had done uh, with uh, writing and uh, a lot of voiceover work on that show. But I really wanted to uh, get into network television and see what I could do, and, and this was one of those perfect roles. 
Now, Cedric, for some of our listeners who are playing catch up and will be joining the second season of Speechless, your character is Kenneth, and this is quite a story to, on network television. Definitely, yes. Uh, it's about a, a kid with uh, cerebral palsy who is uh, extremely smart, extremely witty, but he does not speak. And uh, he used a communication board and a laser pointer on his glasses to communicate what he wants to say. And um, and in our first episode of the first season, our pilot episode, he is searching for an aide. And his mother uh, is played by Minnie Driver, who will stop at nothing to get what uh, she believes her kids deserve, and particularly her her kid with uh, CP, and uh, they run into me. I'm a groundskeeper at the school, and uh, <laughs> her, uh, Minnie's character and, and my character, they don't get along too well, but, but, uh, but the kid and I really hit it off, and he's, he's this black guy. He's like, that's the guy. That's who I want to sound like. If I had a voice, that's the dude who I'd want to be this cool six-foot-two black person. So he uh, chooses me, and I, I fall in love with the kid, and, and uh, now you see our adventures. And um, we both learn about uh, disability, about race, about kids being kids. And, uh, and for network television, it's really groundbreaking. And Micah Fowler, the young man who plays J.J., he really does have cerebral palsy, doesn't he? Yes, he sure does. And uh, that was one of the things that Scott Silveri, the creator of the show, um, wanted he, he wanted an actor who actually had cerebral palsy, and um, because he was he was tired of seeing you know if you do see a person with a disability or an actor with a disability on 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 anything, um, it's usually done with someone who is able bodied, and um, and um, it's usually pretty sad. So he wanted to change that around. Actually, have an, an actor with with um, with uh, with a disability and um, make it a funny show. Um, he grew up with a brother who had a disability, and and he said that he when he grew up they were the funniest family on the block. So when he watched television, he he, he didn't understand what uh, why this was so sad. What you know, it, it's it's part of life, uh, and we all deal with with things in life and so um so he wanted to make a a really funny comedy and i i think he he's he's done it because we we have nothing but fun on the show and uh, i think people are really uh really loving it while having a lot of fun on that show you guys tackle a number of current events issues especially where it deals with race and disability what can we expect to see in the new season oh well in the new season um oh in the first episode boy it's a it's a big one it's a really a auspicious and and uh it's right out of the gate um our 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 actor michael fowler with uh, with cerebral palsy he goes away to camp um he's trying to cut those purse strings from Minnie's character and he goes away to camp for the summer and he comes back and um we find out that you know he's he's got maybe a, a slight love interest that might have happened over the summertime and um uh, but he didn't realize that this this girl who uh, is played by a deaf actress and uh, also is deaf in the, in the uh, show she she wanted her first kiss and he got the note late 
And uh, so we go <laughs> we go across country to find uh, find this girl for so he can have his first kiss, and uh, it's really funny but extremely sweet. And um, <laughs> and I'm just I'm 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 really proud of it. I, I got a chance to see it last night, and it is funny and probably uh, I don't know it, it's better than our pilot. It was so good, really really good. And I bet that's a situation that causes Minnie's character, who's the ultimate mama bear totally to wig out huh uh, well that's funny the funny thing is when she talks to to her son jj he's been able to do all these things over the summer he's been able to water ski and and um you know meet new friends and the motto of the camp is disability is is no excuse and so he's been able to do all these things and Back home, they use disability as an excuse to not mow the lawn, to keep their house not so clean, and you don't know what we deal with, you know, that kind of a, they're they're that kind of family. And so they see this change in JJ, so they decide to try to change themselves. And um, so uh, when JJ finally comes home, he's like, who are you people? I don't even recognize you. And... um, and uh, he he says, you know, I, even though you 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 do these crazy things, that's part of who we are. And so they kind of flip back to to their old uh, weird ways. And being a weird family, they will go search the country to find this girl who uh, who wanted to kiss their son. And so um, yeah, so it's it's really sweet, really funny. And uh, and I get to sing a little bit in the first episode. I, I won't. I'll, I'll just spoil. I'll I'll just give that, throw that out there for you. But it's a, it's a pretty good song. I bet it is. We'll be watching the show is speechless. It's on ABC season two premiere Wednesday, eight thirty. Cedric Yarbrough. We're looking forward to it. Thanks so much. Condis, it was so nice talking to you. Nice talking to you as well. Take care. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, my handle is Condo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.